All right, welcome back to the classic OG Are You Entertained podcast. May the 4th be with you. It is the 4th day in May, a.k.a. Star Wars. I'm a, I'm a, that's a bar. I'm a rapper. <laughs> the Dawn of Entertainment, virtually alongside the homie Brandon Ogden. What up? May the 4th um, be with you. Yes, may the 4th be with you. We're also joined by uh, the Beagle Emmett. And the Labradoodle Poodle Mix, Bella. <laughs> we have uh, some guests today, and we're going to, it'll be fun. You might uh, hear them. <laughs> you, you might hear them, so it'll be funny. All right, so fun fact, the Rise of Skywalker hits Disney Plus today, and now the entire Skywalker trilogy, saga, the whole thing, streaming platform, Disney Plus, celebrate accordingly it's may 4th so it's we're gonna throw a little may 4th special sprinkled in um we haven't done this in a minute corona has kept us down but we're back baby so uh if you're if you're new to the program we break down the latest in music movies tv and sports we like to be informative but keep it fun crazy times as always abide by the health guidelines the whole nine uh Stay safe. We're going to have fun uh, over this course of, you know, hour, hour and a half. Let's get right into it. We always start with the shoot the shit segment. Uh, we briefly talk about movies, TV shows we've watched, albums or songs we've listened to, funny stories we'd like to tell since the last podcast. And it's been a minute. So uh, the content has been brewing. Brandon, what uh, what have you been doing while quarantined? Not a lot. Um, a lot of MLB the show plays stupid amount of that, uh, of that. Um, as far as TV in honor of May the 4th, uh, while I was working today, I had, uh, the Clone Wars, uh, the animated TV show going in the background. So up to season four on that. Um, so grinding through that, I wanted uh, the final season supposed to be incredible. So excited to get to that. Um, I flew through all seven seasons in, like, a matter of, like, four or five days, right at the beginning of all this. Um, What show? Sorry. Veep. Oh, Veep. HBO. Absolutely hilarious. Um, Would definitely recommend that. Um, What else? I got caught up on Ozarks. I haven't finished season three yet. Um, I know. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, I think I'm halfway through season three. It like was one of those things where we rushed through the first two seasons, get halfway through season three, and then like just some random stuff popped up and it kind of got pushed to the back burner. So, um, are you rocking with it though? Like, are you are you ready to finish? Like, oh yeah, it's yeah, so it's good. Dude. You know I'm a big Jason Bateman fan, so um, yeah, it's it's, it's incredible. Um, boy, there's so much. I think I've saw the first four or five episodes of season one of The Wire. Um, so trying to get through that, um, I watched Creed 2, the movie, haven't seen that, big Rocky series fan, so that that was exciting, I hadn't seen number two, I'd seen all the others, just not that one, uh, boy, my girlfriend loves a lot of, like, really bad Netflix shows, so we watched all of All American, um, which is like a CW football show. Right. What's that new one that uh, came out? Outer Banks or something like that? Yeah. 
we're watch seeing, that watching that right now. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> so I've seen seen quite a few of those. Um, I Bro, had some friends. That, yeah, you have to watch Dave. Seriously, it's so yeah. good. Seriously, it's hilarious. We'll see. Um, like like watching. So it's thirty minutes. Like bang them out. You'll it, you'll like it. It's good. <clears throat> yeah, I'll, I'll put that on my to do list. Uh, I don't know. I've watched so much damn TV. I think I've already rewatched The Office during all of this. I've rewatched Parks and Rec. Like, damn. Because like, when I work, I just have something on usually in the background because I'm working from home. So, right. Um, yeah, it's there. There's just a lot. There is a lot. Um. So, what, what have you been watching? So for me, it's been a little bit different. I haven't been working from home. I am deemed essential, so I've been going into work. Good for you. Yeah, fun times. But uh, so I don't have like I'm not always at home. So in that regard, it's kind of been the same for me. I've watched my normal amount of TV, but I finished Ozark. Absolutely incredible. I can't wait to actually talk about it with you because I won't. Yeah, my bad. It's crazy, but it's okay. Um, Dave, seriously, I, I know you're not like the biggest little dicky guy, but it is like a comedic version of Atlanta and it's funny and it's heartfelt and really, really, really good. Um, so I highly recommend that just before I hopped on the podcast, I finished uh, season three of Westworld really trippy. And, um, while season two was very pessimistic. This one was pessimistic, but it ended on a sign of optimism, so that was cool. Um, very futuristic and trippy, as always, uh, in Westworld fashion. Also, I've been banging out Clone Wars. I am almost done with season five. Um, you got ahead of me. So Darth Maul, the Darth Maul storyline is fucking awesome. Um, they do this this weird thing, so it's it's like. I, I think I picked up on the way they they tell stories in the Clone Wars. It seems to me that, and it's not like the whole time, but it seems the majority of the time, they go on three or four episode spurts of storylines. Yeah. And they kind of loop it back. <clears throat> so I just got done with like this weird droid storyline where this uh, this like small dude who is like a map reader, but he thinks he's more than that. And he has to rise to the occasion, but he brings like R2D2 and these other weird, like, I didn't really need to see that. Just give me fucking Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah. Some of the storylines are better than others. The one I'm on, uh, or just finished was it has Akbar in it and they're like underwater and like, there's a shark guy and like that, that one really kind of dragged for me. Same. And, then, and now current, Currently, I'm on one where R2 and 3PO, like, just keep getting, like, on weird planets and, like, getting kidnapped and stuff. And it's like, I, this, this isn't moving it for me. Like That's probably the beginning of season four, right? Because I yeah. remember that being kind of slow. The, yeah. My favorite, and I wish they would come back to more, and they, they do, it. Re, it's recurring, is Death Watch and, Mandal like, Mandalore. Because that ties with, obviously, The Mandalorian, and I'm interested to see kind of where it leaves off and maybe leads into the live-action series. But um, the Darth Maul stuff, the Mandalorian stuff. Um, the Night Sister stuff's cool, too. And yeah. I know that's some of the Darth Maul stuff. Right. 
right and that's how savage oppress comes about and yeah, yeah. so it's uh it, it they're they're like i said some storylines are a lot better than the others but uh it, it's it's fun it gives you a lot more background for star wars yeah. so cool. um then i've kind of been doing this like quarantine movie of the day series i don't watch a movie every single day been watching a lot of like like critically acclaimed like really good movies uh there will be blood comes to mind i watched that one did you like uh, that movie so i watched it because in my uh, screenwriting class they talk about it all the time and like as a character study yes it's good I, the writing's good it just wasn't my favorite movie um, yeah i personally do not like that movie um Although it does give one of the best like movie speeches of all time, you have a straw. I have a straw. My straw goes across the room. I, like I love that. Uh, but the rest of that movie is just it, it's it's a tough watch. And fun. I don't know if you know this, but the preacher kid, the like weird dude, he's actually uh, gonna be the Riddler in the next in the Batman. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, but I, I've been banging away at some, uh, you know, classic movies. I think I watched Shawshank, Goodfellas. Like, I, I'm mixing in, like, movies I've seen and movies I haven't seen and trying to flex my movie muscles, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, uh, so that's on the watching front. On the music front, I've been uh, there's been a lot of stuff going down. Um, stuff from not really, it, it kind of mirrors last year where the big hitters really haven't done anything yet. And maybe that's because of quarantine and they know they can't perform off an album that they drop. So they're not dropping, but, uh, West side gun, who is a part of Griselda, who is, uh, signed to shady records, dropped an album, pray for Paris. Um, I'm, it, it, it gets you in the, it's, it's like a, a, Pusha T, Freddie Gibbs, that type of vibe where, like, like you're trying – if you're looking to do hood rat shit with your friends, that's the album for you. Um, perfect transition, Angelic Hood Rat. It is – okay, there's, there's an album by this dude named Kenny Mason that I'm sure you probably haven't heard of because I had never heard of him until DJ Booth tweeted about it and I randomly press play. This is one of the, my favorite albums this year. It is fucking really good, so I highly recommend it. Angelic Hoodrat, Kenny Mason, check it out. And then uh, they dropped Kids on streaming service, uh, f- uh, the Mac Miller mixtape from 2010. Really brought back the nostalgia for me. It was super dope. Uh, I listened to it with a smile on my face throughout. It was, it was awesome. So you been listening to anything? Yeah, I've noticed... So music for me, like, it's either I have to be in the car or, like, at the gym. So, like, my music listening has gone down exponentially because I'm not working out and I'm not really driving. Um, I did listen to the, the new Drake project, obviously. Um, Penny Chesney dropped the album, so I listened to that. Uh, I know you don't give a shit about that, but... Um, we'll, we'll talk about that later, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um and then we just uh, so Sirius XM the highway, which is like the country station. Um, you can like uh, stream it for free or whatever. So like we'll have it playing throughout the house, like while we eat or cook dinner or whatever. So I've been listening to a lot more country music than rap music at the moment. 
Look at Brandon. Country bumpkin vibing. <laughs> I'm, I'm in Kansas now. Is it, is it, it's the Midwest still. <laughs> That's fair. I respect it. All right. Anything else for the shoot the shit segment? Any funny quarantine stories you got for me? Oh, man. I don't know if I have any real funny ones. Yeah, me either. It's just been boring as hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, nothing really if it comes to mind. That's fair. Yeah, nothing. That's a boring life. I feel it. Hopefully the shit ends soon, man. All right. So it is May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Uh, I wanted to just do kind of a fun little Star Wars segment to celebrate. Uh, I think the easiest thing we could do is um, rank the movies. I think that would be cool. So we'll yeah, rank yeah. the movies. We'll maybe say our favorite Star Wars memory. And then if we could wave a magic wand and create our own Star Wars trilogy or Disney Plus series, what would it be? I think that would be kind of fun to do you want me to rank them first or you want to go uh sorry i'm just pulling them up so i have all of them did you just do episodes or did you include uh, yeah i i they're listed on the google doc i don't yeah. know if you have it up okay yeah I, I got it up all right uh, i included like like the stories like rogue one and and solo and stuff too all if right. you want to. how no. about how about we just go by place? So, like, I say my last place, you say yours, and so on and so forth. Damn. Uh, I should have written this, honestly, but, okay. Um, my last place would probably well, have... How, how many are there? One, two, three, you know, ten? We have ten? I think eleven, maybe. Because there's nine episodes, and then Rogue One and Solo. Oh, okay, I didn't see Solo. Okay, all right. Yeah. So... 11th for me, I think this is probably mutual as Phantom Menace. Really? Yeah. It's not for you? I might say Solo. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Solo's 10th for me. Solo is like, it's fun and it did its job. It's just like, I don't find myself going back to watch it. Now, I can, I can make an argument for the Phantom Menace. Like, the politics in it that lead into Clone Wars, because I think the Clone Wars animated series is supremely underrated in the politics. Like it's a kid show, but really when you peel back the layers, like the politics on it are really good. And I think the Phantom Menace kind of establishes that. Plus I really, really love Darth Maul. So I can make an argument for the Phantom Menace solo. It just, I don't really know if it was necessary. Like it was cool, but yeah, no, I agree. Solo gave us some cool stuff about Han and Chewie meeting that I really enjoyed. Um, Darth Maul actually present in both movies. Right. Um, but I, I could see why. I just think from an like, a episodic standpoint, like Phantom Menace really didn't bring us much. That's fair. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my list here. So, hold up. Okay, so Solo's 11 for me. Then then I'll probably go Phantom Menace. So are we just swapping that? That's yours. Yeah, mine's, yeah, mine's Solo for 10. Okay. okay, so 9 for me would then be... Oh. 9 for me probably be Rise of Skywalker. Really? 
You yeah. like Last Jedi better than Rise of Skywalker? Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. Last Jedi. Uh, um, yeah, you've convinced me. I think I'm going to go Last Jedi. Good call. Uh, I would go Attack of the Clones. Okay. Okay. So you like Last Jedi more than Attack of the Clones? Yeah. Not by much, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, so I, I could say that I, I would say that it might be one quote in particular that does attack the clones in, and it's when he's like, Oh, you want to buy some death sticks? Like, <laughs> just a terrible scene. Terrible scene, he says. That's funny. Okay, then, okay, so then I'm gonna go Rise of Skywalker. Then that might be my hot take. So, okay. eight, Rise of Skywalker for me. Mine would be Last Jedi. Okay. Seven for me would be Attack of the Clones. Okay. Seventh for me... Oh, this is tough, man. Getting harder now. Yeah. Seventh for me would probably be... I hate doing this. This is probably going to be a hot take because everybody loves this. Uh, Force Awakens. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Um. Okay. So what, what am I on? Six now? Yeah. Six... I'm gonna go Return of the Jedi. Yeah, six for me is also Return of the Jedi. Uh, I will say, growing up, this was that was probably my number one like favorite Star Wars movie. Um, the okay. whole scene with with Luke flipping before he jumps into the little mouth pit thing with the lightsaber, like yeah. that scene to me is like probably one of my uh, favorite uh, scenes in Star Wars. But yeah, that's. That's probably a good spot for it is six. Okay, number five for me. Um, I'm going to go Force Awakens there. Okay, mine would be Rise of Skywalker. Okay. So Brandon likes Rise of Skywalker a lot more than me. Um, okay, then four. Four would be... Rogue One for me. Okay. I, I love I would, Rogue One. I probably, if I wrote this out, I would have done this a little differently. Five for me would have been Revenge of the Sith. Four for me would be uh, Rise of Skywalker. Okay. You can amend yours. It's all right. Then okay. I'm going to go... Then I'm going to go Revenge of the Sith 3. I really My like... Three, yeah. I, My 3 would... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, supremely underrated. I think a lot of people shit on the prequels, but Revenge of the Sith is such a dope movie. Revenge of the Sith is really good. The Anakin uh, Obi-Wan fight scene is epic. There's just some really corny writing in Episode 3, um, which I get is Star Wars, but like you killed the younglings and like um, I have the higher ground, and then just hearing Darth Vader like, yell out no at the end like there's just some real corny <laughs> stuff that, like for writing on that that knocks it a little bit for me but overall really enjoyed it all right my number three i'd probably go a new hope okay so are we uh i'm on two now right yeah okay so uh two is a new hope for me two for me yeah. is rogue one okay wow that's that's cool. And then Empire Strikes Back is my favorite Star Wars. Yeah, same. Same. All right. That was I feel fun. like I have to make a defense for Rogue One. 
Rogue One was probably the Star Wars movie I had like the lowest expectations for. Um, it basically we knew the end of the story, but how they brought it all together was just absolutely incredible. They actually made you care about characters that you knew were going to just die. Um, and it was by far to me the darkest um, Star Wars um, that we've seen. So I, I'm a huge fan of Rogue One. The true Suicide Squad, and uh, yeah, I loved it. It was, I think, it's the closest to a perfect movie. Um, I just think, you know, Empire Strikes Back and New Hope. That's just classic Star Wars that laid the ground. Um, but yeah, Rogue One is just, it it, it did its job perfectly. <clears throat> and like the thing for me is, I know these aren't like great, 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 like cinematic scored movies um except for maybe empire strikes back um but outside of like solo and phantom menace and attack of the clones like they're all pretty close like or last jedi would probably be in that um same boat like i think they're all really close as far as like if i were to rank them so some of it's just splitting hairs uh, as far as like my ranking so like you might see like a movie at seven uh, that is like just barely scored for me personally below one. Like they're all very similar. I feel that. I feel that we're big star Wars fans. So, I mean, we like them all, but it's yeah. just rank them. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see where it goes in the future in terms of movies, where would like a Mandalorian rank in this? Do you think, would it be on the bottom half or top half? probably be right in the middle same same i re- i enjoyed it but i would have liked it uh you know if we've talked about this in the past that it was episodic and i would have liked it to piece together i think it will in season two but yeah, uh, yeah. really excited to see ahsoka tano in that so i don't know if we've talked about that on the og one but yeah that's gonna be dope no all right so tell me your favorite star wars memory well, I, I kind of named one in Return of the Jedi when Luke uh, gets the saber back from R2. That's probably, like, my first Star Wars, like, memory, like, scene. Uh, the other, uh, I, I mean, I have a couple. Uh, I mean, how many times did me and you growing up, you know, I had all the lightsabers, so we're fake lightsaber fighting, all that. Um, but then the one that, like, really sticks out to me is uh, going to see Force Awakens and just hearing the music and everybody started clapping like the theater experience was just incredible and then when um kylo kills han like i audibly gasped like that (laughs) that that was one of those like just holy shit i can't believe that just happened moments for me so force awakens while it's not one of my favorite star wars movie it just it was the first time like truly because when when the prequels came out we were still i mean i think when episode one came out we were like what eight so like you know the hype for that wasn't great like we were too young to really we knew it was star wars but um so it was the first time like as a very like i mean not mature because i'm not a very mature human being but uh as an adult like having that clear mind and just being really excited knowing that like you just don't get these movies very often Right, right, right. Um, yeah, so I would say I think my first, like, 
the very first memory I have of Star Wars is going to the theater. I think my grandma brought me with my brother to see The Phantom Menace. I just remember like seeing it in theaters, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, cool to be, you know, absorbed in a world like that, um, to be enthralled with something sci-fi and uh, yet have themes that, you know, touch you um, as a human, which is cool. Um, I love what you said about um, Force Awakens, all those years of waiting, and then you get that again, and that, that was so cool. I like that. I would also like to point out when um, uh, I don't remember when we went to like Disneyland. If we did, they have a Star Wars thing there. I do remember when I went with my uh, my. Yeah, I don't think we did. Okay. I don't think they did. Okay. Because I went to Disney World with my family in Florida, and they have their own, like, separate yeah. uh, Star Wars park. And I think now it's even bigger with uh, Galaxy's Edge, and I, I haven't done that yet. But just going in the Star Wars world and building your own lightsaber, that shit mm-hmm. was super fun. So, gotta love Star Wars. Um, Absolutely. Hell yeah. So, if you could wave a magic wand, you are the creator of Lucasfilm. You're the head of it. Uh, create a new Star Wars trilogy and or Disney Plus series, what would it look like? Would it be an existing thing? Like, would you give uh, Old Republic? Would you come up with a whole new cast of characters and do your thing? What What would a Star Wars universe look like in your hands? Uh, I would definitely go Old Republic route. Uh, I think you'd probably agree with me. Like, uh, I think expanding the universe is cool um, as far as, like, just giving completely new characters. Um, but if, like, if I'm being honest, what I would, like, truly rather do is give another sequel focused on Rey um, specifically. Uh, just because I felt like, and I think we, we've said this before, but, like, I felt like the new heroes didn't get their like their due it just felt like we spent so much time with luke leia han and those this newest trilogy that like we never got the the new heroes like in their own movies so i would focus on on the new uh heroes and and kind of what they're doing um in, in the world right um i like that totally um i if i if they told me like we're giving you a blank check and we're going to let you do it with whatever you want. I probably would go old Republic. Um, I th- the idea of that is so cool to me. Uh, you know, Sith at war with Jedi in the beginning of the whole thing, uh, pre star Wars, basically, it's basically the beginning of those two entities. I just find it fascinating. Um, so that's probably what I would do. If I had to do something different on maybe like the Disney Plus front, I think it'd be cool to get a series based on uh, a villain, a dark side character. Give me like a full six or eight episode series on like a Darth Maul or maybe even a guy we have never heard of before. Uh, I think it'd be cool to focus on the dark side a little bit. That's just my thoughts. But I think that would work on a Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus show that I think would be really cool, and I'd almost go just the opposite, is, like, uh, somehow, like, you'd have to take it back in time, obviously, but, like, having Yoda explain, like, the history of the Jedi, like, through, like, his memories and stuff, and as he's, like, 
telling us what happened. We're seeing like all of these different events that led up to like the Jedi. I just think that would be kind of a really cool thing to give us some backstory on on that. Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, I could definitely I could definitely picture that, and you could probably loop in like an old Republic type thing through that. Mm-hmm. So that would be cool. So you know, Disney Lucas Plus, show us the money, and we'll we'll bring <laughs> you this good shit, this good content. Get rid of Kathleen Kennedy is step one. That's, that, it is what it is. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Um, let's some other, other talk. Uh, we'll start with mo- movies and TV. Um, being that it is May the 4th, I think the biggest news today is Taka Watiti um, will officially be directing and co-writing a new Star Wars feature film. Academy Award nominee Christy Wilson at Cranes, Carnes. Uh, she wrote on 1917. She will co-write the script with Takawa TV. Um, huge news. Um, I couldn't. E- I can't even imagine what that type of movie will look like. Um, especially after you know his Thor movies and what he did, like Jojo Rabbit. His storytelling is so unique and so fun but real so i'm very interested to see what he does with star wars i'm sure it'll be a whole new like character and not tied with anything maybe maybe i'm wrong i don't know but uh, i'm here for it what do you think absolutely this is awesome he also did the last episode of the mandalorian season right. one um so he has some star wars um experience i just like when I think of Taika, I really wish we could have seen him work with like a, a Han Solo character, right? Uh, just kind of that quick-witted uh, kind of guy. Like those, when I think of Taika, I think of like those those com like comedic moments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he did that really well. I mean, uh, uh, with with Thor um, in Ragnarok. So um, yeah, I just whatever he's gonna do, it's gonna be. It's going to be visually really, really cool. Um, and it's going to, it's, there's going to be some, some good comedy in it, um, which, you know, I think Star Wars could use a little bit of like, uh, kind of like a Guardians of the Galaxy type, type feel um, to expand the universe. Because when we think of Star Wars, you know, everything is always like life or death, end of the world type situations. Um, so it'd be nice to bring in some like lighthearted Star Wars, you know, either movies or TVs, like whatever it may be. I just think seeing a light-sided or lighthearted like Star Wars uh, yeah. show or movie would just be a really cool thing for the universe. For sure, and I like what you said there with uh, this the stakes being life or death or the end of the world it would be cool to see the the stakes shrunk down a little bit yeah uh, see what you can get out of that so i like that that's that's cool um i don't know i i i you know i'm sure we'll learn as we learn more about the timeline and what movies and shows are coming out in the future uh star wars related that is but so i'm interested to know if it'll tie with another movie another series or like i'm interested to know if it'll be a standalone those type of things but either way i'm here for it i'm excited always here for new star wars and when we get someone who's just utterly unique and qualified it's gonna be great it'd be really cool if they did a trilogy where it was like co 
directed and produced by uh, Kevin Feige and Taika. Yeah. Those two together would be really, really cool. Because he's producing a movie. Kevin Feige is, right? Mm-hmm. I don't like he's not directing, but, you know, maybe they'll ta- tag team something. Yeah. So that'd be sick. That'd be sick. All right, moving right along. Um, Nicholas Cage will star in an eight-episode scripted series based on Tiger King. Now, my question to you, have you given in and fallen into this trap and watched this show? Yeah, that was another Corona show. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I I have not. I I have not brought myself to watch it. I just don't – I don't think I need to watch it. I've heard so much stuff about it on Twitter. Like, is it good? Like, is it fascinating? Is it compelling? Or is it just kind of like a train wreck you can't look away from? Yeah, it's a train wreck. But each – I'll say this. Each episode they do, there's just such a good cliffhanger at the end of it that you're like, well, fuck. Now I have to watch one more. Uh, So it's – there's just so many different storylines in that one limited series, basically, that it's it's crazy. Yeah. As far as this, like, it just doesn't feel necessary. We've seen it with our own eyes. Like, I don't know what a portrayal of it like really brings. I don't like. I don't think we need that. That that's that's my whole thing. Like, and I haven't even watched it, but I basically know what happens just being on Twitter and seeing every. Um, I don't get what new thing we'll get out of a scripted series. Like, what what more am I pulling away from a real like a, a portrayal, like you said, than the actual documentary? Um, I don't I don't think it's necessary. But then again, I haven't even watched the documentary, so. Uh, I, I do think it's funny how they casted Nick Cage. I think that might be, you know, spot on. But I just don't think it's necessary. It could be really good or it could be really horrible. It kind of depends on what Nick Cage you get. Uh, which, real quick, I also forgot in what have I watched. We watched the limited series from, I think, 2018, Waco. Um, okay. It just dropped on Netflix. I would definitely recommend You would really, really like that. Um, it's based on a true story kind of gives a different perspective of kind of what happened there um, and kind of like from a historical context of what I think people actually understand about it. Um, But would definitely recommend Waco. I will put that in the queue. I really like, I've wanted to start uh, either the wire or breaking bad because I've heard both of those are two of the best shows of all time. Um, I'm writing, as you know, I'm writing a show that's based in Baltimore and I know that, uh, the Wire is basically about Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little nervous and hesitant to start it because I don't want to be too influenced by it. But I've heard it's great. So maybe I'll be inspired by it instead. So, um, But those are the next two that I really want to watch. But I will put Waco in the queue for sure. Yeah. It's, it's quick. You can get through it quick, too. Right, right. Okay. It's only like eight episodes or something. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. All right, now we got to talk about The Last Dance. Yes. The pop culture craze of the moment. I'm really enjoying it. I don't know about you. Um, I guess, yeah, so let's just talk about, like, what are your thoughts on on the documentary so far? I think we just got through episode six last night. I'm assuming you're watching it live. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, it's funny. One of my buddies, uh, Chase, got the uh, Scotty Pippen leaked version. 
Um, I don't know if you knew that, but like apparently Scotty's copies got hacked or whatever and they've leaked. And he was like, yo, send me your email. I'll send them to you. And I was like, no, please don't. Like, this is the one thing every week I I can look forward to and sit down and watch and like feel kind of normal again. So uh, it's like my sports fix. So um, uh, it's it's unbelievable. It's really, really cool uh, to hear Jordan so candid. Um, A lot of people have complained about not knowing the timeline because they keep jumping back and forth. And while like I understand like they do jump a lot. Like the timeline's really not that important. Like well, and, and they like they pin, they show you it. They show the timeline. I kind right. of like the non-linear storytelling. I think it it makes it better. I think a little right, bit because they show you like a current moment and then like show you like the past like what has led up to that moment basically. I so think it would drag a little bit if it was totally linear. Like right, I, I just right. So. I don't get why people are complaining about that, but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, really just, it's unique to see all of these different behind the scenes things. Um, he's just, he's a different dude. He's, he's like, he's just crazy. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm fascinated with the whole thing. Um, really enjoying it every week. Um, I really want to talk about like our biggest takeaways and like maybe our favorite moments so far. Um, I, you know, we kind of grew up with this, so not a lot of it is like new information. We get like maybe something each episode or like one big thing uh, per episode where it's like the talking point on Twitter and shit. But, um, you know, just there's there's so many different things. Like I loved in the last episode, or maybe it was uh, episode five. I can't remember, but the old dude with the curly hair, and <laughs> Jordan with his com- competition addiction. They're throwing quarters to see who will throw it the furthest, and this dude beats Jordan, and he gives the shrug. I thought yeah. that was the funniest thing. So awesome. Um, the Dreams My team- other. My other favorite moment from that episode is when one of his teammates is like, uh, can I get a couple tickets? Like, I don't care if they're like up close to God. And he's like, what do you mean? God just gave you the two tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so cocky. Uh, the practice before the dream team, that was awesome. I, I mean, I didn't really know much about that. Um, the Rodman stuff I found very interesting. Like who the fuck, like that would never happen. I think, think nowadays where you could really hey i need a break all right i'm gonna go to vegas for an allotted time and surpass that time and go fuck carmen electra and so many other girls probably like (laughs) yeah yeah that that was crazy i think another one was kind of all the scotty pippen details you know the contract demanding a trade like all that stuff was pretty fascinating so right it's just there's just so much in it each week that it's just the fact that he wanted to sign with Adidas, but his mom was basically like, just go to Nike, hear him out. Right. They thought they were gonna get three million in sales by the end of the first contract. They do 150 or whatever in year one. Like, there's just so many crazy details. Um, I kind of wish they would have talked about, and I think they might in the next two talked about the baseball stuff. 
it looks yeah. like that's kind of where they're going these next two episodes. So, uh, honestly, they could probably make this a 20-part doc, and I think everybody <laughs> would be pretty pumped. Yeah. Um, the last episode I thought was really good, and it made me, like, really feel for Michael. Like, it makes you really think about the price of fame. And, like, you know, he, he they said in the documentary he had to be on as soon as he stepped foot outside of his uh, hotel room. And all day he had to do press and all this stuff. I, I really thought that put a good perspective on like what it is actually like. Um, I don't know. It made me feel for him a little bit. I think that where they're going with it, and I can see the baseball stuff, but I'm I'm really interested to see, you know, the whole his dad, right? And mm-hmm. what's going to happen there? I mean, we know a little bit, but I'm really, I I, I hope they kind of dig deep on that because that's really where it'll get in the fields i think mm-hmm. for sure yeah but i'm, I'm fascinated with it I, I i'm interested to see what you think uh where this like stacks against the other 30 for 30s and i i don't think this is technically a 30 for 30 but like in terms of sports documentaries where is this like the the mecca for you i know one that i think can compete with it but i want to hear what you think first yeah i know which one you think it is um it's, it's hard to judge it against other sports docs because, spoiler, the uh, the series Trey's talking about is OJ Made in America. Uh, is so well. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the only, like, docu-series we really have in sports. Like, it's those two. Um, everything else is, like, a pretty standard, like, hour long or hour 20 you know that's fair that's so it, 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 it it's just hard to to stack it against anything and honestly the oj made in america it might be better i, I, it's, I think it's better i find it more compelling honestly because yeah, there's just so much i think about like the specific oj case that you know but you also don't know right um, they just and, so much more stuff like, and maybe it was because it was a little before our time, and this one is our time, like, growing up. Maybe that's the reason. I just, at this moment where I'm at in this documentary, I just, I, I, I remember being a lot more enthralled with the OJ documentary. And I'm really enjoying this, but um, I just, I think I would put OJ a little bit above, but still good, still great. Yeah, that, and maybe the last four episodes are crazy good, and, and- yeah. I, I switch, but I would tend to agree that OJ is probably as far as like standalone. I don't know if anything to me standalone is better than the Fab Five. Um, Retweet. I, I think that one is by far my favorite. Um, and there's a couple of the ones in the 30 for 30 library that I just absolutely love. But yeah, it's. I, I hope we see more of this. I love, like, to me, the compelling stuff about this is the behind the scenes stuff. Like, oh. I just. I love seeing that type of stuff. So um, I hope with technology and, and everything we have now that we continue to see some of these superstars give that type of access so that, you know, once they're retired, we can kind of relive some of those really cool moments. Right. Two things before I forget and before we move on. Um, I just, it, it's crazy. Like, and I don't want to compare like MJ and LeBron, but it's just the, the, I just don't see LeBron being the mecca of super. Like, you can compare, like, the, the athletic part all you want, but I don't think there will ever be another, like, superstar 
uh, like that comes close to MJ. Like nowadays, who would you say is the closest in popularity to a Michael Jordan? What, is it like Drake or LeBron? I, I just I, I think maybe it's different now because there's we have access to everybody. Yeah. That, that maybe that's the reason why it doesn't feel like there's going to be a superstar like that. But just watching this documentary, it just felt like he was larger than life. Like it's insane. Yeah. Some of it's just pure, like oversaturation. Like almost everybody can be like a celebrity now. Right. Uh, and we do have so much access that it's just, we see these people all the time. So it kind of loses its luster a little bit. So yeah, you're probably right. We'll never see someone on that type of level. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody that has come close since. Like, I think for a lot of people, Derek Jeter in the early 2000s probably comes to mind. Because um, he was just kind of that clean, smiley superstar, but, you know, was super, super clutch. Uh, actually, there is one. It's Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is is probably that guy um, from a pure, pure like fame point uh, standpoint. Um, you know, both good and bad, obviously. But I, I would say outside of MJ, it's probably the closest thing we've seen is is Tiger. Right, that's fair. And then just before we move on, um, <clears throat> I find it very interesting, like just. The access that you get, like you talked about a little bit, like it, it's just I find it interesting that the 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 forward thinkingness, if you will, of like just randomly filming in a car. Like, how do you mm. like like is this just for your enjoyment? Like, are they trying to do a documentary? Like, I find myself like, should I be like I'm gonna be big, you know? I I think I should <laughs> make a documentary of myself. Should I start filming shit like? <laughs> Like, it's just crazy to think, like, I don't know. It's just, I think like that, but it's weird. Yeah, no, it, it is crazy. You know, so. All right, uh, this one I, I find really interesting, and I, I know we'll have a good conversation about this one. The Oscars will consider films that didn't play in theaters as part of new Academy rules. To be considered for, to be considered, the film must have already had planned a theatrical release. The film must also be made available to the academy screaming member only streaming site within 60 days of the film's uh, video on demand release hey if any hackers want to uh send me that that site i would not hate it uh, <laughs> once movie theaters are allowed to reopen the seven day theatrical run will once again be required for eligibility so this really feels more like like a rea- a reaction type thing to the corona and, and it doesn't really feel permanent so on the one hand i like that they're pivoting and they're opening this sort of thing i would like to see some more adaptation in the future to have different types of films get the recognition that they deserve but uh what do you what do you think here did the academy get it right yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know if they had a choice because I don't know how many movies we're going to get this year. And right. um, if not, like what wins Best Picture would be kind of crazy. So um, I just don't think they had much of a choice. So this was the only like real decision they could make. Right. And the next question is going to be a little hard and it might be putting both of us on a spot because I don't know if I can name this many. But 
I, I, I put on here, if we had to pick 10 movies for a Best Picture nomination, what do you think they would be? I'm just trying to even think. I, I, so we have Birds of Prey we went to go see, The Way Back. Um, I know The Invisible Man, the horror movie, got uh, yeah. some reviews. I didn't see it. But um, did The Gentleman, did that come out last year or was that early this year? Ah, that's a good question. I think that was January. Okay, so that that's another one. Um, another movie that I can think of that I watched that it probably won't be, you know, in the best picture talk, but we're we're stra- we're <laughs> we are uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel here, basically. Onward, that's another one. Um, the I- Net Bad Boys Two. Bad Boys, Bad Boys Three, yeah. Three, yeah. Sorry. Um, what's a there's a Big Time Adolescence was the one I was talking about on on Hulu. It's the Pete Davidson movie. Um, it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. It's not a best any in any other year. It wouldn't be like a best picture type thing. But uh, there's that. Um, there's a couple HBO or not HBO. Um, there is one HBO movie that I really enjoyed. Uh, Bad Education with Hugh Jackman. That was yeah. That was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, Extraction on Netflix is supposed to be pretty good. I was gonna say Netflix uh, came out has been coming out with some movies. Uh, I I haven't seen it yet, but there's one called Sergio. Um, there's one that I watched called Tiger Tail. That's pretty good. Basically, what we're getting at is that the Oscars might be fucked this year. I don't. This it's crazy. I, I'm here for. The way back winning and giving Ben Affleck best actor. <laughs> just like the yeah. ultimate asterisk here ever. Right. And then, like, does a movie like Tenet, you know, do they, like, let's say this is going on still in November. I hope it's not the case. But does Tenet pivot? Do they push it back a year or do they put it on streaming services? Yeah, that's the decisions. Uh, for I think for the like the studios, they care more about the box office than the awards. So they'll probably they'll be more willing to push than uh, you know try to win an award. And off the top of my head, Tenant is really the only big big movie that I don't think they've officially pushed back yet. Yeah, I could be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure that that's really the only one that hasn't officially announced. A pushback. We've seen uh, Marvel push back all their movies. Warner Brothers push back their movies. Uh, Furious. What'd you say? Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious gets pushed back a year. Uh, yeah. Bond. Crazy. It's just crazy times we're living in. Um, it's interesting to see from a media standpoint what will come of all this, but BC and AC. Can you imagine if Marvel were to drop uh, a show on Disney Plus right now, like how crazy Twitter would be. Yeah, it'd be insane because really Disney Plus, they, I mean, they've been coming out with the new Clone Wars, which I've heard is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, I don't want to say they're hurting right now, but like they would benefit greatly if they dropped the new show. But I'm pretty sure their their first Marvel show, which is uh, the Captain America Winter Soldier one, or the uh, Winter Soldier, Cap uh, Falcon one. Excuse Falcon. me. Yeah. Um, that got halted production, and they were they were close to being done, but it got halted. So 
that's more than likely going to get pushed, unfortunately. Um, it's just crazy, man. It, it sucks. And I want to go to the movie theater again. It sucks, man. I know. I, I do miss going to the movie theater. Um, and I hope once everything comes back and everybody can be confident in going back that people go back to the movie theaters and maybe quit complaining about the price of popcorn. <laughs> fair enough. Fair, fair enough. All right. Uh, should we keep it rolling then? Yeah. Uh, all right. So we have a female-centric Star Wars TV show. More May the 4th content. Uh, female-centric Star Wars TV show uh, set in a brand new era of the timeline is in development at Disney+. Plus. Um, I know this is almost damn near impossible to have any predictions as to storylines, themes, cameras. I couldn't give you anything about storylines or anything like that. As far as I'm trying to think of like actresses that I would like to see in Star Wars. Yeah. Boy. I mean, if they're going to move forward and like have a new face, I think it would have to be like a Daisy Ridley who we hadn't heard of before. It'll be someone that's brand new. Um, I'd love to see like a Zendaya. That would be really cool. That would be cool. Although she's doing her thing with that Dune movie, which I'm really excited about. It looks crazy. Yeah, I agree. Um, What about like your girl, Ana de Armas? I would love that. That'd be lit. She's a little older than like a Daisy Ridley. So I don't know how that would fly, but. Put her in with uh, Ben Affleck, gets a cameo too. Right. Does uh, Amelia uh, Clark's character live on? Yeah. I mean, we have no idea what happens to her. Right. They're going to leave that hanging. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. They, they've screwed that one up. Unless if we're getting a solo Disney Plus show. Which I'd be okay with, honestly. I think it could yeah. drive. You might as well do a solo. I mean, didn't they sign that guy to like a weird ass, like huge number of project, like contract? Off the top of my head, I thought it was just three, but it, either way, like the the movie itself leaves you hanging for a sequel, at least. You know, the Crimson Dawn stuff and Darth Maul, like so. If they wanted to keep going with the story, they definitely could. And I think Disney Plus could be a perfect spot for that. So I do. It kind of feels like Solo's just going to be permanently kind of wiped from Star Wars records, though. Right. Right. It's kind of unfortunate. All right. Uh, this is my show. Uh, Paramount back Daisy's upcoming movie, Killers of the Flower Moon, with Leo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. Um, I might be in that movie. Just saying. <laughs> right don't forget about don't forget about me when you, you make it big <laughs> i'm gonna bring my script and i'm gonna say please scorsese please <laughs> um yeah so the funny story behind that is it's uh all in challenge like uh what do you call it charity type thing you you submit money to this charity and you get you donate you don't submit money you idiot you donate same thing, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, get when I get riled up, words just come out, you know. So. <laughs> but um, anyway, back to this. Uh, Scorsese is reportedly shopping the movie around at Netflix and Apple. 
uh, after the budget soared to 200 million plus. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm trying to remember. I think that's more than the Irishman. If I what does Scorsese doing, brother? He doesn't care. He he knows he's a god. He he wants what he wants. It's gonna be how, enough. How the hell can you make the movie? Like, come on. <laughs> no, it's gonna be dope. Like, true story with both those uh, actors. I'm all here for it. Um, it'll be. I don't know why it would be 200 million, but I, I don't know. Maybe De Niro again? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. The the big thing here is uh, Apple. So obviously he's done a movie with Netflix, but this could be a huge power play for Apple if they were to get the rights for this. Um, as as far as like like me as a fan, if Apple if, if Apple gets this movie, I'm 100 percent getting Apple TV and watching. <laughs> uh, this will be a must watch for me. So um, what do you what do you think here? Uh, is it a good move for Scarsese? And where do you see this ending up? Uh, I think Apple would be really, really smart to, to, I mean, take on 200 million. We, I mean, that's chunk change for them. So um, it's a great way to get people to, to their streaming service. Uh, are they even like releasing? I haven't seen anything about new content out of them. So um, my mom and dad actually just told me that uh, a Chris Evans series just dropped. I think it's called like Defending Jacob. Okay. Yeah. It's, the first three uh, I, I forgot that was Apple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have seen previews for that. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's a good place for Apple to be. Um, you know, take on the big budgeted movies and see if that that can drive uh, some subscriptions. Sure. I, I don't know. I don't know what else they got. Right. It, it, it's interesting um, because or they, maybe 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 Quibi can do it and we can watch the two hour movie in 10 minute episodes right that uh that would be a a long season <laughs> i was so pissed did you see the preview for like the clippers documentary last night during the last dance uh-uh i must they're admit doing, doing a clippers documentary about when uh, their owner said a bunch of racist stuff and oh. all this stuff i was like oh this looks incredible this could be 30 nope on Quibi Really? I was like, one, I'm not subscribing to anything else. And two, I'm not watching a 60-minute documentary and 10-episode or 10-minute episodes. Right. The only reason I would get Quibi is more from a storytelling standpoint. So we all know I'm a screenwriter. I I find it very intriguing. It would be super hard to write a 10-minute episode. And for me, it would just be how it's done. You know what I mean? I haven't really seen any preview. I, I, I didn't see that preview, so maybe that would be the coolest one. But I haven't seen a preview on there where I'm like, damn, I need to get Quibi or Quibi, whatever the hell. <laughs> Quibi. Uh, I, know they, I, know, I know Chance the Rapper is uh, rebooting punk and they have yeah, that. it's supposed to be not very good, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so. lights, light. Not not to plug another pod, but lights, camera, barstool. Watched all of the shows that they dropped, like from their release date or whatever, uh, and they all watched like the first episode of each um, new show they had and rated them. So, did they like any of them? Uh, they liked two, I think, two or three. Cool. I know uh, Sophie Turner, the one of the girls from. Game of Thrones. She married one of the Jonas brothers. She's in. Is that was that a good one? I don't remember. Yeah, 
Fair enough. All right. They hated uh, Chrissy Teigen has a show on there, and that that was universally the worst one on there. <laughs> That's I, I find Chrissy Teigen funny personally, but I don't yeah, know. Well, in this one, she's like a judge, and I think it's supposed to be like a Judge Judy type thing. Weird. All right, um, let's keep it going here. Uh, the Al Capone movie. I know I sent it to you on uh, Twitter. Um, it's called Capone. It is starring Tom Hardy. And to my knowledge, it is hitting video on demand on May 12th. Um, I don't know whether that means like available to buy, rent, stream somewhere. I don't really know. But my question to you is, will you be streaming it, renting it, buying it, whatever? Yeah, as long as it's not, like, more than, like, I don't know, 15 or 20 bucks, I'll probably do that. I bet it'd be, like, 20. I'd, I'd do it for 20. Yeah, if you get me in the right mood, I probably would, too. All right, my fear for this movie is that it's, that, that it's gaudy. Right, me too. Because just the visuals of it. Like, like I love Tom Hardy. I think he's great. And I, I mean, I'm a mob guy. Capone, uh, just like the makeup, it looks cool. But I don't know how to explain it. Like the camera lens, it just feels cheese gaudy like to me. And yeah. I, it's not. But I'm, I'm here to at least try it. I guess if yeah. it gets terrible reviews, I probably won't do it. Honestly. Same. This movie, and I know writing is a huge part of every movie, but boy, if this writing is not good, this movie's gonna suck. It's gonna be gaudy. So, I hope they did it right. They they did an interesting thing in choosing to focus on Gotti like after he's released from prison. That's an interesting uh, like time. I thought they picked instead of focusing on like him building the empire, basically. Um, so, are we still talking Gotti here? Or are you talking Capone? Capone. Sorry, oh, that's a Gotti. Gotti. I didn't know if you were talking about the Gotti movie still, but yeah, no, no. yes. Yeah. So th- this feels like he's an old, you know, almost on his deathbed Capone, and reliving his life is basically what it looks like to me. Yeah, because I think it's after he's released from prison, and I think he does he get dementia or something. I believe so. Uh, yeah, um, and so like that's the like time frame of the movie, which. Eh, it's an interesting pick. Not probably what I would have done, but, you know. I think if anybody could do it, it's Tom Hardy. I think he's a hell of an actor, so. Yeah, I do too, but boy, they better have written it for him. But what? Say that again? They better have written well for him. Right, right. Retweet. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, the new MCU movie slate has been announced. Black Widow. It's been pushed back to November 6, 2020. The Eternals got pushed back um, a little less than a year, but it was supposed to be November of this year, uh, but it's going to February 12, 2021. Shang-Chi, May 7, 2021. Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness, November 5, 2021. Thor Love and Thunder, February 18, 2022. Black Panther 2. May 8th, 2022, Captain Marvel, July 8th, 2022. So basically, I feel like they've all gotten pushed back one slot is what it's looking like, mm-hmm. um, which is unfortunate, but it is what it is. My fear is, like, if this shit is still happening in November, do they just keep pushing them? That That's what I am 
interested to see what happens or if a Black Widow Disney Plus, that would be a huge change. Uh, so who knows? But uh, in terms of storytelling, uh, I've heard rumors of Namor, who is the um, Marvel equivalent, if you will. He's a villain, though, to uh, I, I've heard rumors uh, that he might appear in Black Panther, too. Um, I've, I also just saw this on Facebook, and I don't know how credible of a source this is. I haven't seen a lot, but I saw it, and I'm like, okay, might as well throw it in here. Rogue from X-Men, I, I saw something about her being in Captain Marvel 2 and maybe being the villain and leading us into the X-Men and the MCU. Um, don't know how trusted source that one is, but uh, do these interest you? Do you think they'll actually happen, or is this just blown smoke? I think the Namor one will. They kind of hinted at that in Endgame. Um, when I always forget her name, says that there was a, a something like that earthquake below the water, um, which is kind of a hint that Namor. So um, I would love to see that. I think that'd be a really interesting storyline. Um, but, but yeah, the Captain Marvel one, I, I don't really care as long as it sets up Secret Invasion. Like, that's all I really care about. I just want to see the scrolls as humans in trying to get into Earth and, like, all of that, to me, is the fascinating stuff. So if they can set that up, then I'm here for it. Um, as far as, like, pushing back the, the start dates, the only thing I can think of is um, – we know that Black Widow is supposed to give us some type of storyline for, uh, like, the new movies and Disney Plus shows. Um, or there's some type of tie-in. Um, right. They've hinted at that. So, if they get if this stuff keeps getting pushed, it's going to get to the point where if they don't drop Black Widow, they're going to have to also delay all of the Disney Plus shows. Right. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see how Marvel you know, could potentially handle that. Yeah. A little scary. And like from the terms that we just, we, we've said that we want to go, we want to go back to the movie. So um, it sucks, but it is what it is, I guess. Um, moving into the other side of things, DC. Um, I also include some other things just because it was on the list, but uh, Warner Brothers has a new movie slate. Uh, I know we've talked about the, this movie as one of, at least my highly anticipated movies of this year, it got pushed back. The Many Saints of Newark, the Sopranos prequel, is uh, now set to hit theaters March 12, 2021. We got Batman pushed back October 1st, 2021. It was supposed to be uh, June, now it's fall. The Untitled Elvis biopic, November 5th, 2021. The Flash, June 3rd, 2022. Shazam 2, November 2022. Do you think that um, we we can talk about the other things, but uh, DC, do you think that the Batman will benefit for something like this? I personally do. I think it gives them more time to get it right and get it told the way they want it to. I, I, I sense the boredom on your face and that you don't care about DC. Uh, no, sorry, I was reading. Uh, oh, you're good. Um, thoughts on DC, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's well documented. My thoughts on DC, yeah, the, the Batman one could definitely benefit. Um, you know, make sure that they get oh, the, from a production standpoint, get get your visual stuff right, get get the the score right. So, 
you know, I think it can definitely benefit. Maybe, you know, it allows for more time to do reshoots, stuff like that. Uh, as far as, you know, they also, I don't know, they've even completed filming. So it might screw up their timeline, too, of even trying to get all the filming done. So it just depends. Um, I think it could help on the back end. But, yeah. again, it could also screw you if you don't have filming done. So um, I think it's just a lot of question marks at this point. Right. One big question mark for Corona. All right, let's get into some music. I know uh, chomping at the bit to talk about a little bit of Drizzy Drake. Um, we'll start right there. Drake surprisingly dropped a mixtape, Dark Lane demo tapes. We got to break it down, got to talk about it because uh, Drizzy Drake is our boy. Um, if you haven't heard our big discussion on Drake in the Scrubs, podcast we do a debate segment and i had to debate um that drake has hit his peak so go check out that i had to get my little attorney lawyer and skew it the way i had to look at the pub <laughs> um, but anyway so favorite songs off of uh, dark lane demo takes first of all what uh biggest like thoughts on the album or mixtape whatever did you enjoy it I did enjoy it, and it was just, it was such a surprise, it wasn't necessarily a surprise, because we kept getting leaked songs after leaked song after leaked song, um, so it kind of felt like something was coming, um, but hey, in quarantine, I'll take any type of entertainment, so uh, I was I was very here for it. As far as uh, favorite songs, uh, From Florida With Love's probably my favorite, um, big fan of uh, War. Uh, see, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't like war. I'm sorry. Uh, you don't like war? I like war. Um, the then, thing. I don't, uh, I don't know. Like you just can't not love Tootsie Slide. <laughs> yeah, that's a, uh, I don't know. I, I find it a little mid, like it, it's good. It's catchy, but I think it was a little bit lazy to me. Well, yeah, it's for TikTok. Who cares? It, it's just how can you play that song and not, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, you just you just in the car dancing, relaxing. Like it just it makes me. Smile. I would very much like to see that in your car. <laughs> well, a lot of people driving next to me do. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I would say I will say when I was driving to work Friday, and I I got through maybe four or five songs. The first three. I absolutely love. That's Deep Pockets, When to Say When, and Chicago Freestyle. Um, now, When to Say When and Chicago Freestyle were previously released, and he did, like, a little video thing with them. Yeah. Um, but this is vintage fucking Drake. This is the Drake I think I've been waiting for since, if you're reading this, it's too late. Um, it's just, it, it, it's perfect Drake to me. It, it has a soulful samples. He's actually rapping, rapping, and... Um, you know, he cannot, he's also meshing the singing a little bit with him. I just, I, I'm here for that type of vibe. Um, Tussie Slide and like D4L, like cool, but I am really here for the first three type of songs. And that's what I hope we get on this upcoming summer album. But uh, do you have any other, you know, picks out of this that you, out of this mixtape that you really enjoy? What do what'd you think of the Desires? And um, like D four L, I feel like to the majority D four L is a, a, a hit. Yeah, 
I actually thought the ones with the features were probably my least favorite ones. Yeah. 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 Playboy Cardi, not my fave. Yeah, Chase is a big uh, Playboy Cardi fan, but I think he didn't even really like the verse very much. Yeah, I he honestly, I know he's like one of the leaders of the mumble rap movement, but uh, he sounded like a girl to me. <laughs> like, yeah, not here for that. Um, but so what I was saying with Kenny Chesney, it's uh, come out on Twitter that uh, I'm assuming they dropped on the same day. Is that right? Or am I wrong? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so I have read rumors that because of uh, these Drake songs, a lot of them were leaks and people have already been listening to them. So people aren't going to this album and listening to it as much. And maybe it has something to do with the quarantine and Corona and people aren't listening to music, like you said, as much. But um, it is predicted that Drake might not get another number one album with this one. And uh, Kenny Chesney will beat him out. That would be the first time in Drake's career. Um, So my question to you, if that is the case, have we entered a world where Drake is finally on the downward trend? And that's not to say that I'm rooting for that. But it just feels like Drake has dominated for so long. Are we entering a time when he is human and beatable? No, I don't think so. I think it's a couple of things. One, there's so much rap music out there um, that people are consuming, whereas country, we're not really seeing as many um, albums being dropped. Um, So it feels like country albums are a little more... um, scarce than i think rap rap albums are they're more in demand um, yeah um to kenny chesney i mean he sells out stadiums pretty much everywhere he goes when he tours um so he's a huge name in country music and he hadn't dropped in like two or three years um so there's a lot of anticipation um I think there's a couple other factors. Um, I, I mentioned we've been listening to a lot of the um, Sirius XM Country Station, and they had Kenny Chesney on there live, um, uh, answering fan questions and doing different things like that. And then they had a whole different um, XM channel devoted just to playing the album for a whole day. So I, I just, whereas Drake, you get a tweet. And like, it's just, if you don't have Twitter or Instagram, how do you even know Drake album's out? Um, so um, I, I, I just think there's a lot of different factors. And again, it's not truly an album. Um, this is just kind of a project uh, of Lucy's, basically, um, right. that, that he put together. So, um, Right. Uh, I, I think you'll see this summer when, when he drops his actual official album. I, I think you'll see, see the numbers back to, to kind back. of what we expect. Right. And so that leads me to my next question. Um, he did announce in conjunction with this rollout for Dark Lane demo tapes that he uh, will be dropping a his sixth studio album this summer, 2020. Um, I personally think he's going to bring it just because it's six, 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 six. <laughs> yeah. uh, what are your expectations for this? Um, I agree. I agree. I think I think he's gonna he's gonna bring it. I don't think it'll be the Scorpion method where it's a rap half, a, a song half. Um, I could see him going more like true rap. 
um, on this album, kind of back to the roots. And uh, I, I know me both would, would, would like that, prefer that. Um, so that, that would probably be my guess. Okay. I'd be down for that. Any, I like, like I said in our kind of breakdown of the dark lane demo tapes, but if he gives us vibes like similar to those first three songs, I'm 100% here for it. I'm, I'm just, I love the soulful samples and the rapidy raps. A Chicago freestyle is easily my favorite song on this project. Um, so I hope we get more stuff like that. I love how he interpolates Eminem um, on that. It's, it's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of putting you on the spot here, but if you had to, um, you don't have to guess, but what, in terms of wish list, what would you want for, um, like features, if you could guess? I know yeah, number one, me. number one would have to be Wayne. Okay. Um, it's your sixth album. He signed you. Um, you know, he just dropped the album. It, it, it's time for, for Drake and Wayne to do another, uh, at least song together. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, the Weeknd and Lil Wayne would be the top two for me. Um, I'm, I I love seeing stuff like that where like they kind of really not have a beef, but like with the weekend he has a little bit of beef, but then they squash yeah. and come back together. Maybe throw Meek on this album. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I was just about to say that. Meek too. Maybe uh, throw Nicki back on this album. Like get the Young Money crew back together. That'd be. I think that would be really cool. So we'll see. I agree. I agree. It'd be cool for him to go back to the roots a little bit there. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and make a prediction. We probably won't see uh, Kanye on there. We probably won't see uh, Pusha T on there. Uh, <laughs> probably. Those would be, be my two guesses. That is fair. <clears throat> it would be funny if he did a, a song where it was like him, Kanye, Pusha, Weekend, uh, Tyga, oh, Meat Mill. <laughs> Yeah, they just put all of the beefs on, on one song together. That would be kind of funny. That would be funny. <clears throat> um, in terms of timeline, when do you think we'll get this? June, July? Or do you think we're looking at, like, August, September? Yeah, I was trying to look up. When did uh, if uh, Nothing Was the Same drop? Oh, God. Uh, I think that, that was a summer album, wasn't it? That might have been spring, summer. I don't remember. Uh, off the top. Uh, uh, yeah, that was September. Oh, it was. Okay, there you go. Um, I would guess, man, I would think with COVID, you probably push it. I, I would think August would yeah. be my guess. Because that gives you the best chance for touring. Right. And I think that's why a lot of these, like, <clears throat> it, it just in my head, I would think that J. Cole would have dropped by now. Because we know that the fall off is the project that he's dropping. Um, I would hope that Kendrick has something coming. But like you said, with with the the fact that we know they're not going to be able to tour off these albums, they're probably getting pushed back, which is unfortunate. But uh, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Should we move into the weekend? Yeah. All right. So uh, I believe on the last podcast, maybe it was announced that uh, the weekend was dropping this album after hours, but now uh, he did drop it. So. Uh, Figured we'd talk about it. What uh, what did you think of this one? Um, I know you're a weekend guy. Is this the type of weekend you like, or were you not a fan? Uh, no, it was it was it was really solid. Um, again, I don't know if it's my favorite weekend album, but I always say that at the beginning of like every time I listen to a weekend album, and then 
it seems like over time, it, the, like the more I listen to it, it just continues to grow and grow, which, um, you know, I, I, I think that's a, a credit to The weekend. If you can listen to the, to the album multiple times and every time you like it more, I think it just shows kind of the quality that you have. Um, so, no, I, I was I was a big fan. Um, I, I think even more so about the weekend album is it's it's the beats. It's like the sounds of the album that were just really unique and kind of highlighted him as where he's at as a musician. That um, Speaking of just, so, yeah. so we saw Uncut Gems together and he's in Cut Gems in yeah. Uncut Gems. I swear, and I may be wrong, but does it not sound like on multiple songs that he literally sampled the like the the background music for the very beginning where they're going into the crit like uh oh uh, yeah I swear to God it's the exact same sound I, I could but it sounds like it. It, it just this whole album has uncut gem vibes yeah uh, it really does yeah I I'm I'm all here for it. The the song the three song run from Scared to Live to Escape to L.A. So that's Scared to Live, Snow Child, and Escape from L.A. Oh my God, fucking incredible! And then you can even go it fur- go further with it. So Scared to Live, Snow Child, Escape from L.A. Then you got Heartless, which is a single. I am a huge fan of the song Faith. I love it. And then you have the other hit single, Blinding Lights. So. Um, I'm just a, I'm a huge fan of this album. I think it's definitely a top five album of 2020 in my mind. Um, but yeah, I, I I think this is a perfect mesh of the weekend. Like we get kind of the old trilogy vibes mixed with a little bit of Starboy. I was a huge fan of Starboy. Like we get like the Blinding Lights and the Heartless and kind of the 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 things that you would see on the radio or hear on the radio. Mm-hmm. And uh, you also get the kind of trippy sexual infused vibes which i'm i'm a fan of so oh you're a big trippy sexual vibe kind of guy okay so uh next on the docket we have uh the tde fan appreciation week this was super interesting to me because it was kind of weird so it, it made it feel like they were going to drop a song a day and they did for a little bit absol dropped Isaiah Rashad dropped, uh, Reason dropped, Zakari dropped, and Punch, the TV president who also raps a little bit, dropped songs. Um, however, it, it felt to me like it wasn't like it, like they've obviously taken some days off. And then it, it felt like there was some time in between the Zakari one and the Punch one. And then also J Rock, Schoolboy Q, SZA, and Kendrick Lamar didn't drop anything. So do you think that this is some sort of troll job or do these remaining artists have songs or maybe even albums on the way? Maybe they're maybe they didn't drop because they are working on albums and maybe they haven't dropped them because of the whole COVID and they have to keep pushing them because um, of the whole idea that we'll take the tour off them. What are your thoughts? Here? Yeah, it could also be. They're just trying to make sure they keep growing um, some of the lesser known people's um, name and getting them out there um, rather than, you know, they all drop songs, but Kendrick drops one. No one's going to care about the other ones. 
Um, so it might just be kind of a marketing ploy uh, to get some of the lesser known guys a little bit more attention would be probably my guess. That's fair. Did you uh, check out any of these songs? I did not. Again, my music has been uh, slacking for the most part. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, I So the actually the one that I think might be my favorite is Surprisingly Reason. Uh, really dope. I didn't listen to the Zakaria Punch one, but Isaiah Rashad and Absol both were dope. Um, so I, I would recommend those. <laughs> we got the puffs. <laughs> I'm being licked to death. We're balling you. That's funny. Um, all right. We'll keep it going. So a little bit of sports. Just because I know we're fiending for some sports. Uh we had the NFL draft. That's really been the only thing aside from, uh, you know, the the Jordan documentary. What are your What are your biggest takeaways from the draft? I know you were tweeting about it and watching it, and I'm assuming watched, it. So yeah, I watched every minute. I watched every pick. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm I love the NFL draft. So, me too. Uh, me too. So that's that that's normal for me. Um, let me just say the Cowboys got uh, C.D. Lamb, who was like my favorite player coming into this draft. He should not have still been there when he was. So uh, Eric, I think, took a video of me where I saw uh, <laughs> where uh, I'm like, oh my god, if they don't draft him, I'm gonna lose my mind. And they did. Uh, I, I threw my elbow out doing a fist pump. Uh, the dogs both were sleeping and woke up, so it, it was a bit of an ordeal, but. Uh, I thought both of our teams had just absolutely killed the draft. Uh, Cowboys and Ravens were two of my favorite drafts. I think um, your recap, you left out the Ravens. I was waiting to you. Did I really? I think you did. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I but, think you're wrong. I thought I put them on there. Now I have to go check. Okay. Yeah, the Ravens had a solid draft. Uh, I love the the Ohio State running back pick. That was uh, J.K. Was Dobbins. It's a very good, uh, very good pick. Right, and then uh, another one—not the Ravens, but uh, the another pick that I really liked was the Iowa lineman uh, who, who went to the Bucks. You know, with with uh, Tristan Wirfs, yeah. So with Brady going there, and then now they have Gronk. Uh, I think they're setting their, themselves up for uh, success. I think they might be legit. I did forget the Ravens. That that was an error on my part. They they were in my top. Favorite drafts. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I thought they had a pretty good draft. Um, they got some good pieces, so I'm excited. But uh, who who would you say had the best draft? Ah, uh, that's tough. Um, I think it depends. Uh, if you're going off value, and value to me in the draft is like where people were projected to be drafted versus where they were drafted. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I think the Cowboys had the best value draft. You get a receiver who is supposed to go in the top 10. Um, Their fifth round pick was supposed to go in the top three rounds. Um, Their second round corner was projected to maybe go in the first. So I just think from a pure value standpoint, um, I thought the Cowboys had the best draft. If you're talking about which team I think helped themselves the most, um, I, I think the Vikings, the Jets, and the Ravens um, all did that. They they helped 
in areas where they needed um, some areas or needed some players. Uh, they built depth, um, you know, on strong position groups. So um, I like those three. As far as it probably won't really matter next year, um, but in a couple years, I think we'll look back and be impressed. I loved what the Carolina Panthers did. Their new coach, Matt Rule, who was the Baylor head coach. They were like one of the first teams. I, and I can't remember how long, but they only drafted defensive players. They didn't draft a single offensive player. But oh, wow. that defense was, was old and slow, and they got young and fast. So um, really, really liked what they did. So I, I thought some teams did some really had some really good draft picks. I thought by far the worst was the Packers. I was just uh, going to say that. And it's not necessarily just because they took a quarterback in the first round. They then followed it up with taking a like, like big, slow running back who, like, their best player right now is probably their running back. So, like, they just made a bunch of decisions. Then they didn't draft a receiver. So, like, it it was just a – I don't understand what they were trying to do the whole draft. Well, the, the whole storyline when they picked uh, – is it Jordan Love? Yeah. Um, when they picked him was uh, – he's the same age that Rodgers – they picked him when far was – so that was the whole storyline there. And then like, okay, right. But then but then they don't give him any real pieces to work with to win now, right? Right. And you guys were one game away from being in the Super Bowl last year. Right. Like granted, you weren't that good and you got lucky and had some favorable matchups, but you're one game away from the Super Bowl, and you decide you're not going to improve the offense at all. Like, besides a backup quarterback and a third string running back, like, yeah. I, I'd not be ideal. pissed if I Rodgers. Not ideal. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else in the draft? Uh, it was just cool to see it virtually. Uh, yeah. I thought props to the NFL team, ESPN NFL Network, for being able to get all that. There were no real glitches. Yeah, uh, say it seemed pretty, like, seamless. Like, it, yeah. it was, so. Yeah, so um, props to that. Yeah, for sure. The, I was going to say the other big news in football is Gronk is back. He's going to the Bucks. Um, do you think they're going to be in the playoff hunt? Do you think they'll be winning? What do you think with that whole dynamic? Yeah, I, I think people are overrating it a little bit. Um, I think they're a playoff team. I don't think they're better than the Saints, so I still think the Saints will win that division. Um, listen, Gronk is a scrawny, not scrawny, but, I mean, he lost a lot of weight after playing football. Granted, he's put some of it back on, but this is a guy who's had to wear an elbow brace. He's blown out a couple knees. Like, he retired for a reason. He He wasn't that great his final year in new england you know i know he made basically the super bowl winning play uh you know against the rams but like i don't know how much gas is truly left to take maybe a full year off kind of refueled him um but i still think the saints are the favorite in that division but i, I think the bucks will get a playoff spot i can see that for sure again a lot of this is just going to depend on where brady's at physically and what he has left so Right. Um, there will be no excuses for Brady this year. Last year, you saw you know, the weapons weren't good. The offensive line struggled. Like, there's a lot of excuses for Brady. It's not going to be the case this year. Right, right. It'll be interesting to see. I just hope we get football. 
That's all I really ask for. Uh, the NFL, they won't mess up the money. That they're the one league that they would, they you could tell them like the whole world would die if you play football, and they'd be like, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and take our billion dollars. Right, which might not be the right thing to do, but <laughs> nah. So I guess that can lead us into the next thing. Do you have any predictions and or schedule updates that you want to talk about or have heard of? Um, a couple things I've heard of on the college football front. Um, I've heard the whole um, condense it and just do conference games. I've heard uh, push it to spring and play in the spring. Um, I haven't really heard anything from NFL. I know just before this today, they canceled the international series, so they won't do anything overseas. Um, what do you What do you think? Will it, Will it start on time? What do you yeah. think? We my family got Notre Dame season tickets, so I hope we get football. But I would rather be safe than sorry, personally. But yeah, so I think my. my prediction here is I, I think the nba is going to be the first one to come back the nba uh sounds like they're trying to figure out a way to go to orlando um to disney um and play the games there um to where they do the nba combine and stuff um it sounds like the nba they have to play like 71 games for all of the tv contracts to pay like in full so i think there's only for the most part like 10 or 12 games these teams have to play um to get to that um so then they can get all that money and then you know so they'll shorten the season instead of playing 82 i could see them playing 72 or something like that and then going into kind of a playoff so uh, my guess is the nba is the first one back um the, i i think the hardest one to come back is college football um just because you have you have a couple of different dynamics one school has to be back in session they can't feasibly play football without school being back and right. if students aren't allowed back on campus i don't know how you play football uh college football that is um so i think college football probably gets pushed back i would be surprised if they do just like conference games i would think they'd be okay just pushing back the bowl schedule pushing back the the bcs playoffs schedule uh, and figuring that out and making that work um I can't see too many negatives to that. Um, NFL, I think, will proceed as normal. Um, I just think for the good majority of these uh, sports leagues, I don't think there's going to be any fans this year in attendance. Yeah, which will be so It'll weird. Be weird. crazy because, I mean, a major thing in sports is momentum, and that just and home takes field. out the whole equation, right? Yeah, no doubt. It, it will be... I mean, it's basically their glorified scrimmages on TV now. Like, if that's how it truly pans out, so it'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then uh, another news broke, I think, a few days ago that uh, the NCAA is moving toward allowing student athlete compensation for endorsements and promotions. Um, I think we both are in agreement. Uh, is this the right move? I think yes. Um, I think it's been a long time coming, but my big question here, does this mean we get an NCAA football game again? Because that's all I really care about. I want I want it. I want to play it. I want to recruit. I have a beautiful scheme that I worked back in the day where I recruited less. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted the guy to be a receiver. 
I recruit him as a D-back. I, I create him as a D-back, and then I put all of his attributes down, but then I change the position. Beautiful scheme, I'm telling you. <laughs> you really know how to get in the system there. Uh, yeah, I, it sounds like this decision does not get them any closer to making the, the college football game. What the fuck? Why? Because I think the schools and themselves have to sign off, and then um, they still... When I you hear still this, can't use their likeness. Ocean, like they're promoting themselves. That's how I took it. I don't know. But. The that's like you can go do a Tamiya's commercial. Like they they didn't sign they didn't sign anything saying they can give away their likeness or anything like that. So um, basically, what I was reading is this doesn't get us anywhere closer. Oh. Okay, so I guess it's non-news. I, 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 I didn't read the fine print. Brandon does. That's why we have him on the pod here, folks. That's why I'm here, folks. <laughs> I like it. All right, and then to wrap things up here, uh, the first quarter of 2020 is done. Been a pretty shitty first quarter, if you ask me, but uh, <laughs> let's let's talk like a first quarter checkup. Tell me, you know, two or three of your favorite songs, albums, TV shows, movies. Looking forward to our our big podcast in December where we rank everything. Uh, can you, do you have, you know, two or three of each of those? And I can give you mine. Well, let's start with movies. Cause that's the easiest. Cause I've seen exactly. Uh, wait, let's go this way. Are we stipulating that they've had to come out this year? I, I, I was going to, yeah, but it okay. doesn't matter. Whatever. Uh, well, birds of prey and, uh, the way back, <laughs> I guess are my two favorite movies. Cause those are the two I've seen this year. Yeah. Um, how about you for movies? Same. Um, well, I, I have seen some like new movies on, uh, like streaming services. I would say, I'm trying to think, I would say birds of prey. I really enjoyed birds of prey. And um, I, I really like that bad education movie on, on HBO. Yeah. I, I may be missing some things. Um, but, yeah, I, I enjoyed those two movies. Um, do you have any, uh, you know, new shows, 2020 shows? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, Ozark, uh, I haven't finished it, but that's for sure going to be up there um, as far as, like, seasons that dropped this year. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I've really seen that came out this year that I would qualify because I can't put like all American in it. Um, I would say for me, just to give you some time to think, I guess Ozark for sure, Dave for sure because I really enjoyed Dave. The three slot for me would be the tough one. I would say maybe Westworld. Um, I mean, maybe this uh, The Last Dance. Yeah, that's a good one to throw it, in there throw in there um you could throw in the aaron hernandez documentary i don't think it is as good as this um last dance one but you could throw in that too if you wanted yeah or you could throw in tiger king <laughs> i i have seen tiger king so i guess that would qualify yeah um so we have that uh, uh, do you have any two albums two favorite albums so far or three I'd probably go Weekend, Drake, and Kenny, the three we've talked about on today's podcast. Yeah, okay. Um, for me, it's going to be Mac Miller Circles. Um, uh, that, was that, that was 2020, I guess, wasn't it? January. Then I will probably go 
Royce the five nine. I really enjoyed that. Album. And then honestly, this might be a hot take. Well, I, I'll say the weekend just because I really enjoy that album too. But don't sleep on that Kenny Mason album. It's it, it's fucking really good. So if you're looking for something that you you know to pass the time and that you want to listen to, I recommend it because it's really good. So there's that. Uh, I, would, I would also uh, co-sponsor the Royce album being on there. That yeah. was a good album. Yeah, for sure. Um, songs would be tough for me, just because there's a lot. Um, yeah, I'd probably skip songs except for Tissy Slide, of course. <laughs> Tissy Slide, huh? <laughs> the song of 2020. That just proves how shitty this year is. <laughs> We're gonna do a, Are you entertained? Uh, Tissy Slide TikTok. That would be hilarious. I'd be done. I'd be down. All right. Well, no chance. No chance. You see me doing that on video. <laughs> I'll sneak the vid when we yeah, without at least with the, with my consent. Right. Right. All right. Well, it was fun to hop on a pod. Uh, I miss your ass, bruh. You know what I'm saying this. This sucks, but we'll be back together soon, and we'll be rocking the the norm. Hopefully, we can go see some movies and do some unfiltered in the future. Absolutely. And uh, it was it was fun to hop on. So I appreciate you hopping on uh, Skype. Anytime. All right, homie. Well, this is Are You Entertained? As always, we'll be back for more. Be well. Oh.